child down in South Carolina. Soon the Saturday sun went on down. My folks and sister would go and leave me home all alone. Going to that big square dancing in town. Well, my old radio would play that old upbeat show, so I never got lonesome or blue. I'd fall asleep in my chair and dream that I was right there, just to sing in the whole night through. When my folks would come. All right, New River Valley, welcome back. You're listening to Am Hodgepodge. I'm Mark Tapp here with Keith Weltons, and we've got an awesome guest for you today. Yeah, I did not select that song. No. But, but I did override the... But it, it had class. It had class, just like our guest. Yeah, right. I, 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 I overrode, <laughs> I overrode the, other, the other selections, though. So I don't mind classic rock, but man, I don't like it 247. You do. No, no not really. I, I like you see, you see what rock, I'm trying to do, I'm, don't you? Am I causing this? Are you trying to, to out me or something? No, do you see how I'm, I've got like your mic, that mm, pole, yeah. this pole. Are you seeing that? Yeah, you're trying to protect me from seeing your face. Protecting me from yeah. you. No, I don't, I'm, I like classic rock. I appreciate it, but it's actually not my go-to. If, if, if that song was done in classic rock, would it work? Yeah, I bet you it can actually make it work. Would. I bet it would. All you have to do is yell really loud. That's not true. It's pretty close. I don't know, man. I think you're you're talking about uh, something that a lot of people appreciate. Yeah, well, I do too. Not a lot of people appreciate K-pop like you. I, I don't appreciate that either. <laughs> Apparently, the president does. He's got BTS over I at the know. yeah at the White House. That's right. Mm-hmm. For Korea, so it was Asian American Month, and he invited. People from Asia, but they're not American. Yeah, I, I don't didn't know. Think that was just interesting. I don't know if they actually said anything. Uh, uh, they they just stood and nodded at their interpreter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yeah. And, and they didn't sing either. I know. And it was a total mess all the way around. Yep. Was a swing and miss? Yeah. That's that's back to the sports segment. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome back, everybody. If you missed our first segment, second segment. It's better. Huh? <laughs> It'll be better. <laughs> well, shame on you. <laughs> but they can go and uh, they can find it. it go to am, go to amhodgepodge.com, Go to Spotify, iTunes. Go to Facebook, whatever. But it's all there. It's all there. And so we do have a guest. We've got Adam Ferris, and we're bringing in Adam because um, so the first time we met Adam, and we asked him, "So why are you doing this?" Is because and he's going to talk a, bit, a little bit about it, but he said, because I never, wanted, I never want to work another day in my life. So is that still true? Did I say that? Yeah. Huh. Did, yeah, it, it, it sounds different than it came out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now you're working yeah. every day of your life. Working every day, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I really enjoy uh, what I do, that's for sure. Yeah. That, that hasn't changed. Uh, I think my perspective on running my own business has changed some, having been in it for like 12 years now. Right. Uh, but yeah, the, the motivation for what I do is still similar, mm-hmm. and it's because there's a real passion for the right. farm and what I do. Yeah. And uh, I don't regret leaving corporate America at all. Right. That's for sure. Yeah, controlling some of your own destiny. So for people who aren't familiar with you or any of your brands, 
why don't you go ahead and tell us who you are, and we'll go ahead and help connect some of the dots for folks. Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. I appreciate being here. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure. Uh, My name's Adam Ferris. I own Ferris Farms LLC, Ironheart Winery, Salty Stash Distillery. Um, The farm's been in the family for five generations. Uh, We started to offer farm stays in 2010, which is a vacation retreat. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2010, we also planted a commercial vineyard, uh, started to produce our own wine in 2015, 2016, uh, and then we're in the process of starting uh, Salty Stash Distillery now. Yeah, yeah. So that's a quick synopsis, I guess. So where did Salty Stash come from? Uh, <clears throat> so my father— By who, the way, the last time I saw you, you didn't have a mustache. Yeah, well, it's about, <laughs> it's about an eight-week— uh, cycle, yeah. Yeah. yeah, shave it off because my wife uh, can't stand it. <laughs> Grow it back. Remind your wife she married you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, like finally get tired of sleeping alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just nice to have all that fanfare when you do shave it off. Yeah, that's right. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, but um, we started the winery, and a big portion of what we do from a marketing perspective is social media, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, my father, who was 85 or 86, he was 75 when we entered a partnership. Yeah, he was your business, original business partner. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> a Memorial Day around, I guess it, it might have been 2017 or 2018, he showed up in his dress blues. He was in the U.S. Army for 22 years as a full bird colonel. And we posted pictures of him in his dress blues on social media, and, and uh, our followers just erupted. So then dad took that as a cue to dress up for every holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I mean, this was, I mean, Columbus Day, you name it. Sure. So he developed this alter ego that I coined uh, Salty Dad. There you go. And so Salty Dad was just a phenom on the Internet. And, uh, <clears throat> and then I have a real passion for mustaches. I've got a big handlebar mustache at the moment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we combined... Uh, the love for dad and the love for my mustache was salty stash distillery. Kind of try to play off of we've got a it's an old bank that the build or the building is an old bank that we're renovating. Mm-hmm. It's got a, uh, an enormous vault in the center of it, uh, which is going to house some of my father's favorite recipes okay. of uh, brandy, and that's kind of the stash. Gotcha. So kind of playing on a couple of different ways, but uh, we've been renovating the building over the last two years. All the equipment's in place. All of our federal and state permits are ready. Um, trying to finish up some loose ends with our branding and labeling. and Hope to open uh, late this summer. Gotcha. Now, what I know is, and Mark having a conversation with him uh, previously, he said that going into business with his father, it was was an ideal business type partner because you could learn a lot of things. Right. There was right. still a hierarchy, and there was the love and the trust there. Certainly, uh, you appreciated that. I know it wasn't always easy because ultimately those that you love the most are those that also are potentially the hardest on you, no different than you're typically if you want to progress in life, you're hard on yourself also. Yeah. And you love yourself, too. Your father's been gone now a couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, so you're continuing uh, to move forward with the business. But I will say this. Um when you talk about growing and uh, I'm going to just say maybe the word might be change. Mm -hmm. So you're just constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
who you are or how uh, how your life evolves. Certainly there's family, uh, which we've just talked about. There's community. There's maybe opportunities in a market. Uh, certainly you've seen changes with mm-hmm. even through COVID, right? So, I mean, yeah. people's habits of how they utilize land, uh, w- where their values um, and their free time wants to be spent. Was, was, was COVID any sense of a motivator for the secondary business or was the, 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 as far as the distillery or was that already in the works pre that? Yeah. So <clears throat> well, you, you kind of, wrapped a whole bunch of subjects together there. Well, that's because uh, I don't want to keep you here all day. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I mean, um, I guess if we answer it a couple different uh, s- steps there. Sure. Uh, you know, a lot of change through COVID. I mean, it, just an incredible amount of change. Um, the governor forced us to shut down. So uh, all bar type of activities were ceased. Right. For mandatory for three months. Right. Uh, we were not allowed to open our doors. And so I had just left my cushy corporate job and abandoned a salary that kept me comfortable for a long time. And um, all of a sudden, I'm told by the governor that, like, oh, well, now your revenue stream's going to stop. Mm-hmm. So a uh, little bit of panic set in. And luckily at that time, you know, I had uh, my father who had been in business for himself for 35 years, very seasoned business guy kind of walked me through that, like, you know, don't hit the panic button. We just got to regroup and figure out what we need to do to give the customers what they need and what they want. And so... Was uh, bootlegging, was that term brought up? That was out of the question. (laughs) 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 The the license part, the license part, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) you know, that's another another topic that is very important in my business because um, every customer... Lots of customers will allude to um, activities that may not be legal. Yeah. And they joke about it or they think that it's just a one-off thing just for them. I will not jeopardize my livelihood over one sale. Now, I love my customers. I appreciate them. I'll do whatever I can. But I I cannot jeopardize my my salary or my livelihood over that. Yeah, well, you recognize the weight of of what you do mm-hmm. you know, fifth generation farm right. and uh, uh you've got your family counting on you yep. yeah yeah so but <clears throat> you know when in the middle of uh covid what do people want to do they wanted to get away from everybody mm-hmm. or they uh were still seeking wine but they were afraid to come pick it up or they right. were afraid to come to an establishment so we were doing home deliveries, an uh, enormous volume of home deliveries. I would go two hours in any direction. We'd put together milk runs and stop at 50 different houses uh, in a day and, and deliver wine. And then <clears throat> we have a 1,000-acre farm, two miles of stream frontage. We bought a bunch of uh, really nice tents and started setting up cabanas along streams to let people come get out of the house secluded it was just you know their small circle right. of their family or whatever yep yeah stay in a cabana for four hours drink wine on in a beautiful part of the world um and some some of that has stayed so we're still offering cabanas uh that's been a a, a really nice addition to the farm that was covid inspired home deliveries we would like to continue to offer those but you need to make contact with the person that's making uh the purchase right. so you can verify their id and get right. a signature and 
and people are so busy. During COVID, they were home all the time. Sure. Very easy to, to make contact with them. Now, it's impossible to catch somebody at their home. Right, right. So we haven't been able to do that. Uh, <clears throat> the inspiration for the distillery. My father uh, was 85 at the time and was still working a full-time job. Uh, he encountered some heart issues that required him to uh, retire rapidly. And he looked at me and said, you know, I love your mother, but I don't want to spend every day with her. So sure. I got to find something <laughs> else to do. And so he had a phenomenal uh, building in Dublin right across from McDonald's at the intersection of Alexander and mm-hmm. Claiborne. 28,000 cars a day past that location. And so we wanted to put that to use. And uh, he really wanted to start a food establishment talked to a couple of uh, proprietors of nice food establishments from Roanoke and Withville and other places, and it didn't take us long to realize that we did not want to be in the food business. Uh, so then we continued to look at some other uh, avenues. And I run monthly P&Ls and uh, do a lot of, uh, well, I guess, cost and waste analysis on the winery, and we discard a lot of wine through the normal operation of our business. So every time you filter, you lose a lot of wine. Every time that you open a bottle of wine for the tasting room and don't get it all poured, that's going to be wasted. Then there's lots of other opportunities for you to capture wine. That's fantastic wine. It just, uh, in a normal operation, would go down a drain. Because right. like, let's say, you know, every time you filter wine, you have 8 to 10 gallons that doesn't get pushed through the filter that you can't put in your finished product. But it's, it's fantastic. Sure. So now you can capture that and, and distill it and, and turn it into a product that is shelf-stable for eons. And the other thing is we already have all the infrastructure in place to ferment any fruit juice very well. And so all brandy is fermented fruit. And so it's just a vertical integration of what mm-hmm. we already do. And so <clears throat> hopefully it will allow us to leverage the assets that we already have with the winery produce a complimentary product. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. A lot of people know you, you for the winery. What I think we'll do is we'll go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to now move over to that brandy side yeah. and kind of how that, that runs. And we've got a, a what would you rather segment with you too. So everybody stick with us. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. Wait a little while, hey man, wait a little while and see I think I see my father coming way across the sea Father, did you bring me silver? Father, did you bring some gold? Or did you bring me, dear father, to keep me from the gallows pole? 